Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in to the Nun Report. It's a uh, uh, it's been quite a week. You know, there's quite a few things going on. No big captivating things. Sometimes it just seems like it's repetitive and rinse and repeat. I don't know. The show is, I like to say truth, freedom, and weirdness, but the more strange this country becomes and the more weird it becomes, it's like the entire show is just weirdness. This is There's not even, even a funny part of the show anymore because what was once... <laughs> What <laughs> was once considered weird and absurd has now become an everyday occurrence. And so we're going we're gonna to talk about that a little bit. Some of the mask badness, I'm going to touch on that again because it's just insane what they're trying to shove down our throats one more time. Breaking news, Peter Navarro has been convicted on two counts of uh, uh, contempt of, of Congress. Strange. And uh, he was acting, you know, in an executive with executive privilege. He, he had no reason to, to accept those subpoenas of the J6 committee. The J6 committee itself was a complete and utter absolute joke and a witch hunt against Donald Trump and anybody who supported him. And good for him for taking a stand. He may end up in prison for a couple of years because of it. We'll talk about that. We're sending more money to Ukraine, apparently, to help their green energy economy and help them rebuild in a greener, better, more stronger, robust way with their energy sector. That's where all of our money is going. We have some insane things going on in my home state of Washington. We're going to touch on that. Arctic drilling. Mm. That's something we're going to talk about because Biden continues his attack on, guess what? The oil industry and the coal industry, and anything that's not powered by wind or solar, basically. He doesn't like coal. He doesn't like oil. He doesn't like natural gas. He doesn't like nuclear. He, they don't like dams and hydroelectric. If it's not coal or if it's not wind or solar, they don't want anything to do with it. And it's just ridiculous. The mental illness of some of these people that are on TikTok and this, this whole trans movement is scary. There, this is a mental health crisis, okay? You want to talk about a mental health crisis, and we will talk about that. But first, let's start off with a little bit of mask madness. Whoopi Goldberg, as we know, because they made sure that everybody did know, and then people like me spread it around, was by making fun of her. She's twice vaxxed, twice boosted, maybe three times boosted. I don't know. She's had This is her second time having COVID, so she's not able to go to The View. And she did this video. I, th I think she was actually doing it live to the audience on The View because you can hear cheering and clapping in the background. Clown show. Absolute, complete, virtue signaling, wham, wham, victim, poor me, clown show. She's in her place her apartment or whatever she's in a room by herself wearing a damn mask <laughs> wearing a mask it was just her and i'm alone and i'm in a mask check this out i just i have covid <laughs> i just have covid i'm still testing positive apparently uh i have to have a clear test before i can come back so you know i can't wait to get back and hang out but in until then it's me and my mask and I'm sort of confined to my room. <laughs> me and my mask all alone in my room, man. I love my mask. I'm going to wear it no matter what. I'm going to sleep with this mask. I love it so much. God, that's it. Oh, I just got a really bad visual. Don't, 
Don't go there, Dan. I'm sorry. I, I should not have planted that in anybody's head. And of course, you have Joe Biden. He's uh, in 2022. He's talking about how great masks are and that they're required. And then uh, just a couple of days ago, he's making fun of them. Yesterday, he's making fun of them as he comes up to the podium. Check it out. As I've said in the last two years, please wear a mask. If you're in a, you know, I, I think it's part of your patriotic duties. I've been tested again today. I'm clear across the board. But they keep telling me because this has to be 10 days or something, I got to keep wearing it. But don't tell them I didn't have it on when I walked so even he's making fun of the ridiculousness of wearing a mask. Shh, I, I guess I have to wear it for 10 days, but shh, don't tell him I wasn't wearing it when I walked in. A year ago, he was saying it's your patriotic duty to wear a mask. But now even he is making fun of it. They know how absurd this is. J.D. Vance, God bless him, he introduced a bill which will go absolutely nowhere, <laughs> but it is to uh, a bill to ban federal mask mandates, primarily he's talking about on public transportation and I'm glad, you know, see, the thing is, even though, even though this has no chance of passing and a lot of, a lot of nonsense is definitely going to occur, that we need to push back and we need to push back in a public way, in a way that's visible, in a way that is, that they cannot deny. And so even though this bill is going to go nowhere, it's just one more thing to get it out in the public to point out how absurd this whole thing is. There's studies after out there now. I talked about it yesterday. The, the masks do absolutely nothing, nothing to prevent respiratory illnesses because they don't, they don't block viruses. Yes, in a surgery setting, doctors, bacteria, which are much larger than virus, yeah, sure. That's why they wear them. So don't give me that weak sauce hospital doctor surgeon argument when there's an open wound, somebody's gut is open and they're wearing a mask to stop the site from getting infected from bacteria, not viruses. Okay, they're worried about bacterial infection in that case. But this is what uh, this is what JD Vance is, is proposing. Check it out. This policy does not set anything for an unlimited period of time. It says that for the next 15 months, the government can't force you to wear a mask on planes, on public transit, or in public schools. Taxpayer dollars cannot be used to force and enforce a mandate against our people. It's not setting a policy that we cannot deal with pandemics in the future. If something else comes, God forbid, then let this body deal with it at this time. But now, let's learn the message. Let's heed the message from the American people, and let's learn the lessons of the past couple of years. Mandatory masking was a failure. It had costs for very little benefits, and we shouldn't repeat it. Mr. President, as of in legislative session, I ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the immediate consideration of S-2738, the Freedom to Breathe Act, which is at desk. Further, that the bill be considered read a third time and passed, and the motion to reconsider be considered made and laid upon the table with no intervening action or debate. Is there objection? Uh, reserving the right to object. Senator from Massachusetts. This bill would undermine the ability of states, of cities, and towns across this country to make decisions about what's best for their communities. It would silence. Bullshit. Bullshit. That's not what the bill says. What the bill says is that the, gov the federal government cannot mandate masks on public transportation. 
States and cities and local municipalities are more than welcome to do whatever the hell they want. That guy is, is full of shit, okay? J.D. Vance's proposed bill doesn't limit anybody's freedom to make their own decisions. In fact, if you want to wear a mask on public transportation, go ahead and do so. The bill says that it's not the federal government's job to mandate it. That's all. And I agree 100%. F the federal government, F their mandates, and F their recommendations on all this COVID bullshit. Done with it. Done. God. Will they get it through their thick freaking heads? All right. Wow. That got me going, man. I, you see, during the COVID year, uh, I wasn't, I hadn't been, I wasn't doing the show during the COVID year. I didn't start it till after I had spent my time during the COVID year doing rants on Facebook and spending a lot of time in Facebook jail uh, banned because of course you were not allowed to talk about COVID. But now you can to an extent. So I'm talking about it. Moving on. Peter Navarro is convicted. Contempt of Congress. This is the continuation of the witch hunt, not just against Trump, but it's, it's uh, as, as I've said many times before, it is an intimidation method to intimidate you, to intimidate me, to intimidate anybody that might have supported Trump. See if, if they can, and also to, to stop others from supporting Trump and being part of his new campaign and his new administration. Because if they, look, if you support Trump, not only are we going to go after him, we're going after you and you might go to jail. So think twice before jumping in bed with the orange man because orange man is bad. And that's exactly what this is about. And it's about silencing you. It's another form of intimidation, election interference. And and in effect, it's a form of censorship. If they can intimidate you enough to where you won't speak your mind, you won't exercise your God-given right of free speech, then they've effectively, effectively censored you. In the population. But, uh, you know, he went up, he he, he tried to give uh, a few words of comment. And of course, there were protesters around not letting him speak because that's what the extreme commie Democrats do. And we're going to talk about that in a little bit too. When it talk, we're going to do a little bit discussion on cancel culture versus boycotting. They're two completely different things. And I'm going to demonstrate how that is truth here in just a little bit. So he was convicted. Now, let's, let's get an update on Nathan Hughes. Nathan Hughes was, th- this, this is a, uh, there's a lot of different angles to this that are going on. Okay, first of all, he was there on January 6th. He was nonviolent. He did not destroy any property. And the FBI has arrested him. Part of that, and then they, then they searched his home. Part of that search included a Liberty Safe, whereby the FBI got a warrant Gave it to Liberty Safe, who then gave up the code to access the safe. Liberty uh, Safe has since done a change of policy and tried to backtrack and try to prevent another Bud Light situation from happening to them. But I think personally, it's too little, too late. You let me know what you think once we go through everything here. So let's take a, a, a kind of a look at all of this because th- this guy, first of all, he's a personal friend of the Hodge twins, and. They put out this tweet. Last week, a friend of ours was raided by the feds over J6. His name is Nathan Hughes, and he's from Fayetteville, Arkansas. Nate was raided by the FBI and arrested at gunpoint. His girlfriend, who just had a miscarriage, 
was held at gunpoint and put in handcuffs. The FBI turned off his security cameras, unplugged his internet, and flipped his house upside down in a search. The feds called the manufacturer of his Liberty gun safe and got the passcode to get into it, all for protesting at the Capitol over, over two and a half years ago now. And they're finally, they're just, they're, they're still rounding people up. They're just, they're, they picked the high, the low fruit first, and now they're digging deeper and they're looking at the videos further. And, you know, if, if you were even on those grounds on January 6th, that would be horrible. Could you imagine? Because you're living, you're going, wow, I was there. And uh, personally, I know somebody who has been interviewed by the FBI and they have not been arrested, but they were there. So, you know, these people are living with the, the thought over their head as they see more and more people rounded up as political prisoners. To, wow, I, I was there. I could be next. They could be knocking on my door and putting me in handcuffs. This could be my last free day before they ship me off to the J6 Gulag and I become a political prisoner. I mean, that's, that's what these people are living with. That's what, this, that's what these Gestapo tactics have made people live in is fear. Because fear is control. We've talked about that a lot as well. Hodge Twins continues, he is being charged with crimes related to January 6th. He didn't assault anyone. He didn't vandalize, vandalize anything. He is being labeled a domestic terrorist and a traitor to his country by woke leftists and the media. Nate is, Nate is just like us. He's an outspoken American patriot. He loves freedom. He loves his country and would do anything to preserve our rights. He's been fighting to save our country for years now. Continues, we all know how heated this political climate is getting, but they've pushed too far and it's time for people to speak up, for people getting screwed by the system. BLM and Antifa can go burn down our cities and get off the hook, but Trump supporters get raided and rounded up for protesting. Nate's legal bills to fight these charges will be over $100,000, so we've donated 5000 to Nathan's Defense Fund to start it out and hope you can donate something as well. You can go to uh, the Give, Send, Go is linked in their tweet on Twitter if you're there. I've also posted it on my Facebook. You can go to my page there and Twitter and Truth and give to his Give, Send, Go. Last I checked, uh, $60,000 had already been raised. So, you know, it's not having good attorneys and fighting the federal government is not cheap. And if you're going to fight the federal government, you better, better have some good attorneys. And then you need a little bit of luck on top of it. Um, these people are out for blood. They're out. They're, they're, there's, there's no. Uh, this is a video of of the FBI going to his house, and keep in mind, he, he's at this point he's already been arrested, so there's no threat at this house. And this is the FBI coming in. You know, of course, the guy's a he has a camera. Security camera, good for him. And here, here come the feds. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. We're not done yet. Hang on. Eight, nine, ten. Ten cars full of feds. They toss his house up 
<laughs> I'm sure, and, and you know, they don't clean up after themselves, man. They just tore it apart. They broke into his safe. This was when Nathan Hughes was arrested. There's a couple of different angles of it. I couldn't get the long version, which also showed friends of his supporting him, getting harassed by FBI agents. But the the main thing here is this guy gets arrested. And the FBI, man, they're, 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 this is, again, another part of the intimidation factors. I'm not a law enforcement professional. I know some. And I, I do not understand why it takes 20 agents in full kit with automatic weapons to arrest a single unarmed person. And the only thing I can figure is it's about it's about their uh, ego. You know, they got to have a show of force. I mean, how how pathetic would it be for them to only take two agents go up and arrest somebody when they can bring in 20 or 30 fully armed for battle and give a show of force? This is another form of intimidation. It's another form of telling the public that, look, if you cross us, not only will you be arrested, you're going to be humiliated. And we're coming in in full battle gear. And we're going to make... We're going to make a spectacle out of you. This was this was him getting arrested. He didn't resist at all. Um, and, and I wish I wish I could have had the clip from the other angle, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't get a clean copy. But here we go. Check it out. Look at these guys. They're fully kitted up. No. They got their assault rifles. Only these are actual machine guns, full auto. No, I'm Nate. Who is it? You are here? He's one of the owners. You good? Huh? I got you. Well, that's impressive, FBI. I'm glad you're such freaking pussies that it takes 20 of you to arrest one unarmed person that your, your freaking bosses are somehow calling domestic terrorists for exercising his First Amendment of free speech and assembly. At the very worst, he's guilty of trespassing. So fucking what? Good job. This is why the FBI needs to be dismantled because I've seen too many pre-dawn raids, too many bullshit arrests, too many times where they have exceeded their authority. And I used to think at one time it was just leadership. I thought, oh, if we just take care of the leadership, you know, the boots on the ground, they're all good. The, you know, the officers out there in the field, they're all good. Bullshit. I've seen too much of this crap. 
these agents in charge and these people running these local these local uh, FBI, whatever they are, they go out there and arrest people like this or do pre-dawn raids with flashbang grenades to arrest old men and veterans, people on social security and disability. Go humiliate this guy in front of his business, in front of his employees, 20 guys fully kitted up with automatic rifles arresting a single unarmed man. Fuck off. God, irritating, right? Sorry for the colorful language. But sometimes there are certain things that, 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 that just necessitate a little bit of color. Liberty Safe tried to backtrack. See, they, they gave up the code to his safe, and I'm sure that all of his, his arms were confiscated along with whatever else they could take out of his house. So they said, Liberty Safe, we are dedicated to safeguarding the rights and privacy of all our customers. It is, promise, it is a promise that remains deeply personal to our employees and leadership. Our company, one of America's oldest and largest safe manufacturers, was founded on the blah, 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 you know, piss off. As a courtesy to our customers, Liberty Safe has long adhered to the industry standards by maintaining a secure database of factory set combinations. Okay. This practice helps customers regain access to their safe for a wide variety of reasons, including loss of the original combination, service requests, and warranty issues. Liberty Safe processes over 4,000 requests of this type annually and provides combinations to safe owners only once they provide clear documentation of their identity. They also provide them to uh, federal law enforcement. We listen to our customers and update our products and practices in response to their evolving needs. Today, we are announcing a change that empowers our customers with greater control over their information. And here's their policy change. Effective immediately, existing customers can visit www.LibertySafe.com pages combination removal and fill out the form to have records of their access codes expunged. In the coming weeks, we will be releasing a feature that gives every new customer this option when registering their safe. Okay. Sounds good on the surface. I got something to say about that. This change allows customers to take control of how their information is stored and protected. We understand many of our customers are willing to assume the responsibility of safeguarding their own combination. While those who opt out of our data storage process will have limited recourse in case of a lost combination, we respect their choice and are here to support them in the way that's best for them. And they conclude, we have also revised our policies around cooperating with law enforcement. Going forward, we will require a subpoena that legally compels Liberty Safe to supply access codes, but can only do so if these codes still exist in our system. So our mission is to protect what matters most to our customers, whether that be valuables or privacy, is our pledge to continue to make excellent products and to serve gun owners everywhere. Okay, a couple of things. Uh, why do we have to... Um, you can't get into iPhones, even with a warrant. So they, they, they've changed. Now you, they're going to require not just a warrant, but a subpoena for the safe access code. So that's an extra layer of protection. I guess I can kind of see that. But again, now you've the, the safe owners now have no way to access their safe should they lose their combination or should the safe owner die and it, it is passed on to a relative or whatever. And locksmiths can no longer get the combination if they have it expunged from the record. All to protect them from giving that combination to law enforcement. Now, I got a problem with that. Why, why can't they maintain those records and just not give them to law enforcement? 
It's none of their freaking business. A safe is a safe. I mean, but I, I, I mean, the option, I guess, is good. I think it's too little, too late. I would suggest still boycotting them. I know that I will no longer <laughs> be purchasing Liberty safes. And this is where, I'm, where we can look at cancel culture versus boycotting. The, the, the conservative movement has become extremely effective boycotting and putting financial strain on companies. There's a cost. If you go too woke, and if you're not big enough to absorb it, you know, like Anheuser-Busch is or Target is, you will go down. Boycotting a corporation with your dollars, your voluntary dollars, is something completely different from what the left does as far as canceling somebody. Canceling means destroying their lives, means going to their home, means doxing them, sending their name out to the public, making sure that they're embarrassed on social media, in their community, in their wherever. It's destroying their lives. The left's purpose of canceling somebody is not just to boycott their a company, but to destroy an individual person, their reputation, their livelihood, their families. That's what cancel culture is. Canceling somebody is making them not exist. Going after a person and attacking them personally because you don't agree with them. Boycotting is a group of people that won't support a company financially by choice and then let the chips fall where they may. We're not out to destroy anybody's life. We're out to destroy an individual person. But we're not going to support a company or a product that has become part of the problem. And there's nothing wrong with that. And there's a huge difference between boycotting something and and what the left does as far as they're canceling. All right, let's get to the weird part of the show here. As I said, most of most everything nowadays, because current events are all very weird. So maybe I should just call the true the nun report weirdness, weirdness, and weirdness. Instead of truth, freedom, and weirdness. But this is weird and, and sad. Um, this is a a music teacher for kids, music appreciation teacher for kids. Okay, that falls in the category of weirdness and also the category of I saw it, so you have to see it too. Um, this person needs help. There, there, there's a, this is a mental problem, obviously, right? And yes, they're going after your children. There's no doubt about that any longer. But I think that speaks for itself. Here's another little bit of weirdness. And uh, check this out, because some people are dumb, and then others are are dumber. 
So we're not sure of what the precursor of this is, but what we do know is that a police officer in uniform with his squad car, and it appears as if, looking at the story, since he's been suspended and they're doing an investigation that he was on duty. But even if he wasn't on duty, I mean, um, he, he got into, oops. Let's just get rid of that. Sometimes that thing, that overlay messes me up. Remember, I'm a one-man Dan here. So this cop is talking with a woman. They were arguing. And then, then he ends up, uh, he ends up macking on her. Right there. In a, this is a park, by the way. Unlocks a car door for her. And then they get into the car. So, the story goes, he, he, he's, it started with, a, there was an argument or something going on. That's why the guy who took the video, this is what he said. He started videoing because there was an argument. Uh, next thing you know, they're up next to his car. Uh, the cops macking on her. And then they then they go into the back of the squad car and they're in there for 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Um, his wife is embarrassed and disgraced. Uh, she made a post on social to that effect. But, uh, ay, 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 man. Dumb and dumber, you know, there's, there's just... There's no excuse for that period, but my God, if you're gonna if you're gonna go around, you know, being a pig like that, then <laughs> you can't do it in public in a parking lot in your uniform with your squad car and go into the back seat and you're not even trying to hide it. You're in a public park in plain sight. Look, you you just got to assume, man. You are uh, you are. Wherever you are in public, you're being videotaped. And in fact, you just assume that in your home you're being videotaped too. I mean, all of our computers and devices have cameras and and microphones. Just assume that no matter what you're doing in your entire life, you're under surveillance of some form or another. And if you don't want that to get out in public, then you might not want to be doing whatever it is you do that you don't want to get out in public, if that makes sense. U.S. judge orders Texas to move Rio Grande barriers to embankment, siding with Biden. Oh, great. So they got some some activist judge to say that, yep, that barrier that they put across the Rio Grande River with those buoys, that's, that's, I don't know what it is. It seems like they're trying to solve a problem the federal government refuses to solve. Nope. U.S. District Court Judge David Ezra issued a preliminary injunction in Austin that requires Texas to relocate the buoys currently near the city of Eagle Pass to an embankment on the Texas side of the river. The Biden administration argued in a legal challenge that the barrier illegally disrupts navigation. <laughs> it illegally disrupts navigation on Rio Grande. <laughs> I don't know if many of you are familiar with that part of the Rio Grande, but there's not a lot of uh, ships traversing or navigating that particular body of water. It was installed without permission from the U.S. Attorney or U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Oh, that's right. You need to you need to get the U.S. federal government's permission to do things. 
You can't just do them as a sovereign state. You need to get the federal government's permission. Anyway, I, I, I don't know what their response is going to be or if they're going to... Uh, if they're going to obey it or not, but I hope not, man. I hope that Abbott stands his ground and just leaves it out there. You know, if they want it removed, let them fucking remove it. If they want, if they want the, if they want the buoys down, then uh, go ahead, send in the national guard and take them down. We're not doing it. That's that's the approach I would take if if Dan could be governor of Texas for a day. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Uh, Vice President. Um, Kamala Harris, they're trying to, of course, see if she has the wherewithal to actually become president or run for president once they dump Biden because they are in the process of dumping Biden. Everybody knows that. And so they're, they're, I think they're trying her out in different situations and seeing how she responds to things. And, and um, she responds as you would think she would, but check this out. They feel the need to attack because... They're scared that we will win based on the merit of the work that Joe Biden and I and our administration has done. We're scared. We're scared they're going to win because, now here's the reason though, because they've done so great. The work that their administration has done has been so good that we're just, we're just scared that we're going to lose because their record is so good. Uh, yeah, yeah. Joe Biden, uh, the, the Biden regime in general, continues their assault on the energy sector. Now, this is like, it's almost like, you know, their, their first, their goal, obviously, from day one is to dismantle everything that Trump did, everything, without even analyzing whether it was good or not. They're just going to get rid of it because orange man bad, right? So it's like they keep finding things. Oh, oh, he did this. Oh, we need to get rid of that too. Oh, Okay, he did that. Here's another instance of that. My administration is canceling all remaining oil and gas leases issued under the last administration in the Arctic Refuge and proposing to protect 13 million acres in the Western Arctic. There's more to do, but we're taking the action to meet the moment for future generations. This comes a day after they just said that they are committed to lowering energy costs for Americans and the price of the pump. I just did a segment on this. It was yesterday or the day before on the attack of the energy sector and how that's why prices are up and how hypocritical of them to say that they're going to somehow bring them down by, by what? Canceling leases? And, and how do you can't, it's a lease, right? Isn't that a legal document? You've leased something for a certain period of time. Anyway, they're, they're going to they're gonna get rid of it. No more drilling in the Arctic refuge. And isn't that just handy the same day the Washington Post comes out, front page, climate-linked ills threaten humanity. That's the main headline. And then you see over on the side, Biden to block oil drilling in Arctic. People, this man is destroying this country. He's destroying our independence, our strength, our sovereignty. A country that does not have cheap energy is not a superpower. A country that focuses on wokeness and pronouns and equity in the military and in all our agencies is not a superpower. Okay, they're a pussy. And the world 
is looking at the United States under Joe Biden and laughing their asses off. This is not a serious administration. These are not serious people. And I, I mean, I hope that we last until November 24. I hope, because the closer we get to 24, and especially imagine they get Biden in a position where he's not going to be on the ballot. I still don't think he's going to be on the ballot. I think they're going to have somebody else. And I think it's probably going to happen before the end of this year. And, uh, you know, they'll have the talk with him. The talk. You know, Joe, you just can't run. I don't know who's going to have the talk with him, Jill or, or somebody else. Maybe Jill needs to talk too. She's the one behind this whole thing, abusing her husband, her elder abuse, putting him up there, just like Fetterman's wife, so hungry for power and position that they put their husbands in harm's way like that. How horrible. What a supporting, loving, nurturing wife that is. Yeah. Anyway, that's what's going on up home here in my state of Washington. This just made national news. We had a, a football coach here over in Bremerton, not far from where I live. And they, uh, they fired him because he refused to stop praying on the field uh, after games. And it was, it was a tradition there where he would pray in the middle of the field and team, team uh, players, athletes from his team and oftentimes opposing teams and other coaches would come join and they would have a prayer. And the school district fired him based on the separation of church and state, which the Supreme Court eventually disagreed with. That's how high it went. This, this little football coach from a little high school in Bremerton, Washington, case went all the way to the Supreme Court. They forced the school district to hire him back. And so they did. And he accepted. And this is where it gets fun. He accepted his job back. He prepared the team for the season. Went out and coached one game. At the end of that game, he went out and prayed in the middle of the field. Then he resigned. <laughs> the ultimate F you. Yeah, just I, I proved my point. I got my job back. You were wrong. I was right. And I'm going to come out here and coach this team one last time. And I'm going to pray on your field for all eyes to see. And then I'm going to tell you to piss off and resign. And that's exactly what he did. He said that he thought he could do more to, uh, to, to, advance free speech and uh, and work toward a freer America. He thought that he could, he could serve better without being a coach and pursue other things. But obviously it was a planned, it was a big planned F you to the school district over there in Bremerton and good for him. Good for him. Also in Washington, we have a governor over here. We were one of the first to jump on the mask mandate and all the all the COVID hysteria. I'm surprised, actually, that he hasn't reinstituted any any uh, new mandates or recommendations. I think maybe uh, their internal polling is telling them, eh, don't do that. See, he's not running for governor again. His attorney general, Bob Ferguson, is. I've got something to say about that asshat as well. But Governor Jay Inslee, he tweeted, of course, he doesn't. He doesn't run his own Twitter account. He has a staffer do that. That would be below him to actually tweet something. 
Politicians should not dictate the kind of health care patients receive. Or the, excuse me, let me start over. Politicians should not dictate what kind of health care patients receive, including abortion care, because he loves killing babies. Providers and 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 patient care free and, and patients are free to make those choices for themselves in Washington State. This is the guy who mandated, who shut down a state basically for two years, who shut down restaurants, who shut down businesses, shut down the construction industry, a guy who made people wear masks to be able to go in public, a guy who shut down parks, a guy who who forced people to get an experimental substance injected in their body in order to keep a public job. The same guy who still won't hire back, even though they don't require a new hire to be vaccinated, they will not hire back those, including many first responders, police officers, state ferry workers. We have a big ferry system up here. He won't hire them back because they haven't been vaccinated. They refuse. It's about control. You did not obey me. Therefore, you are blackballed. You will never be allowed to work for the state again, but they'll hire new employees that aren't vaccinated. This guy talking about health choice and healthcare freedom. There's a decision between a doctor and a patient while mandating that people get an injection into their body to keep their damn jobs. What a, and, and, and oh, I've got ratioed big time, big time for that. What a, Whatever that, I bet that staffer doesn't have a job anymore, and they shouldn't. What an idiotic thing to to tweet. Bob Ferguson. Meanwhile, here's what's going on. Bob Bob Ferguson uh, took office as Attorney General in Washington in 2013 and is now running for governor. He's claiming <laughs> he's claiming to have fought long and hard against the epidemic of drug overdoses. Whatever he's doing isn't working. Okay. We desperately need new leadership in Washington. It's time to give the bird to Olympia because we have a, a semi-bird who's running for governor up here for the GOP. Great name, and their slogan is, it's time to give Olympia the bird, and it is. Bob Ferguson is sitting there claiming he's fought against overdose deaths. Obviously, he's failed. These are the stats here in Washington State. All drug poisonings, and you can look at it. And they've gotten worse every year they've been in, and they've gotten even dramatically worse since the beginning of COVID. But look at this. All drug poisonings, cocaine, methamphetamine, opioids. People don't afford cocaine much anymore when they can get cheaper drugs. That's why that line is so low, right? It's not the 80s anymore, for crying out loud. But, uh, yeah, we don't, we don't need, we don't need another, another guy like that in office up here. That's for, that's for damn sure. Um, The uh, this guy, Anthony Blinken. Apparently, you know he used to be kind of a cool guy, but now he's turned into a total uh, commie douchebag. He was over talking to Ukraine, and I, I want you to know that it's good that we're going to help Ukraine redevelop into a greener energy economy uh, when this war ends in twenty years. For Ukraine not only to survive, but to thrive, we're also supporting its efforts to rebuild from Russia's aggression. Uh, At the Ukraine Recovery Conference held in London a few months ago, I pledged that the United States would invest more than $520 million in making Ukraine's energy infrastructure, more than half of which 
has been destroyed by Russia, cleaner, more resilient, and more integrated with Europe. We're making new investments to enhance the transparency of Ukraine's institutions and to bolster the rule of law so that Ukraine's democracy is even more responsive to the needs of its people and can attract the private capital needed to rebuild. We're engaged in assisting the government of Ukraine on anti-corruption efforts and on efforts to ensure accountability <laughs> and full transparency of all the assistance we're providing, as well as the... Okay. <laughs> the Biden regime is helping Ukraine... <clears throat> is helping Ukraine focus on uh, anti-corruption. Okay, that's, that's, that's got to be the funniest. That, that's the funniest thing I've heard all, all week. All right, that right there. The Biden regime is helping them focus on... Look, $520 million to help build Ukraine's energy sector in a greener way. That's what they're doing. That's what that's all about. This is about developing green energy in Ukraine. They're destroying this country's economy with their green, wet dreams. And now, only the, now they're going to take our money, by the way, our freaking money, our tax dollars, are not only subsidizing the green energy, you know, BS here in the United States, we're also sending $520 million to Ukraine to subsidize theirs. That pisses me off a little bit. Do you know that, that they're in Ukraine, they're, they're estimating that that war is costing them $100 million a day. And when I say costing them, I mean costing us. Because we're the ones giving them all the money. They have no economy left. They're at war with Russia. They're, 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 their country is not functional as an economy right now. And the majority of aid they're getting is from the United States, which means you, which means me. And they're printing this money now, and we're going to pay for it. Oh, we're going to pay for it hard. And, um, and it needs to stop, man. This war in Ukraine has got to be over. We cannot have ourselves stuck in another 20-year war, a war that could lead to American boots on the ground, a war that could lead potentially to nuclear weapons getting lobbed around the world. It's reckless. It's reckless beyond beyond belief. It's, it's, it's you know if you if you try to destroy this country any faster than what the Biden regime has done in every way. This is a multi-pronged attack. Whether it's the energy sector, whether it's a new war front, whether it's open borders, whether it's record overdoses from fentanyl, whether it's their China first policies, you'd have a hard time designing something as diabolical and as destructive as what the Biden regime is doing, right? But that's what they've done. And they're going to continue to do it. I hope that we can last till November 24. And that is why we need to get Donald Trump back into office. Got to fix this shit. Anyway, hey, thanks for watching. Uh, if you've just been listening on the radio, renegaderadio.com or on any of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. You can see all the video and cool stuff I put up here and my great t-shirts that I wear every day. And cool background, man. Get up, stand up for your rights. And um, you can catch me on all the socials at the Nun Report, except TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS, and Twitter, where I'm just at Nun Report, or just go to my website, thenunreport.com. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching, and as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers. <laughs>